Hi everyone, and welcome to my personal diary. Today I wanted to get a chance to just talk a little bit about overwhelm. I'm sure you've heard this word before. Um, You're probably experiencing it a lot. (laughs) Every day, all the time, forever it seems like. Um, But it's interesting, um, once you kind of realize that you hit overwhelm, Uh, so my, I guess my realization was, um, we kind of live in this go, 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 right? You, you don't get to take time. You don't get to rest, relax. Um, as a society, we're slowly pushing to recognize that more, um, you know, recognize that not everyone taking a day off is lazy or whatever the case may be your interpretation of that. But, um, what I find really interesting is how we go, 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 basically until we just can't go anymore. (laughs) And that's kind of our trigger, right? That, Hey, maybe you're a little overwhelmed. Maybe you're overworked. Maybe you're doing a lot. Um, not, not only applies to an office job, let's say, or going into work, but you know, managing your household or taking care of your elderly parents. There's a lot of factors that play into how we spend our energy. Right. And I think that for me, especially I I talked about this last time, um, being a Sagittarius, I always, I, I will promise I won't always lean on that, but from a personality trait standpoint, I, I tend to make myself the strongest one in the room. Um, even if I'm not, uh, I like to pretend like I'm the strongest one that nothing is ever wrong. And I think that that absolutely plays a factor when it comes to overwhelm, mostly because I feel like I can take it all on. Um, to somebody who is worked in management for a million years, um, well over a decade, you know, one thing that you kind of notice when you're managing other people and just spending time seeing how they handle high stress situations, um, is that everybody kind of handles stress differently. And what I think is really interesting is for me, I just keep taking it on and getting things done. Right. So I I love to do lists. I love having a checklist, a long list of things that I got to do crossing it off as it gets done and completed. That's very satisfying to me. I'm one of those people. I don't use my phone for anything hardly. Um, at least when it comes from an organizational standpoint, I really do prefer pen to paper just to keep myself organized. And then I get that satisfying swipe of the pen to say that I've completed something. Um, but there are other people, you know, over the years that I've worked with where maybe they're overwhelmed but they have other personality traits that show. So they don't know how to say no, for example. They really like to be that go-to person. Um, They like that people trust them with what's going on and that they believe in them. And so they'll say yes, 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 and take on so much on their plate um, until finally everybody around them starts, or even just one person starts to realize that like, hey, maybe things aren't getting done? Are you okay? Is it too much? Um, and they, and they, uh, may, may or may not open up at that point. But what I find 
interesting even in both regards is that ultimately it all comes down to not being able to speak, to use our voice, to talk about how we may be overwhelmed or how something may be too much because we've really been fostered in this world of if you can't handle it, I'll find somebody who can. And while that's appropriate in some circumstance, right? You can't have you can't have a cook who always cooks burgers wrong, right? Because oh, well, you know, eventually they'll get it right. No, there are definitely circumstances where if you can't figure it out, I will find somebody better. But there's also a lot of times that I've seen over the years where we, um, I would say from a leadership standpoint, think that, number one, that people can handle more than they can. Um, we live in this magical mystery world of <laughs> thinking that people can just do all these things and they'll never be overwhelmed and they'll always speak their mind and talk about how they're feeling. And that's just not the case, right? Uh, we, we don't even get that from close friends and families or even our spouses. So how can we expect an employee, myself included, to be able to speak up and say, Hey, you know what? I think I've just, I've got too much to do. Uh, maybe you don't realize how much I'm doing. And so I think again, that verbal language is become kind of a lost art, right? We've all gotten very sensitive to the words that people say and how they say it. And, um, even if we're saying something that's not meant to come across as disrespectful, rude, um, condescending, uh, I, I just think that a lot of times it's interpreted that way. And I think this is a great example, um, you know, and being able to say, to somebody, hey, maybe you don't realize how much I do, regardless of your tone of the actual words that you say. Of course, if you throw certain words in there, it definitely will come across as rude. Um, But I found that even if I say something as simple as that, hey, maybe you don't realize how much that I'm, I'm doing every day, that immediately um, it becomes interpreted as oh, you don't understand. I'm so busy. I am much busier than you. You're an idiot. You don't know what I'm saying. You don't pay attention. There's so many of those underlying tones and and things that, um, from a personal perspective, we take on and we project, right? Um, whether that's, I personally don't feel like I do enough, um, or I personally, feel like people don't take me seriously, whatever the case may be. I think we project a lot of our feelings onto what people are saying because we've gone so far, so far from just being able to talk and have communication and build relationships around words because we've gotten so into this world of, again, texting and media and really surviving through written word where it leaves a lot of room for interpretation. We've all had that email that comes through that seems very abrupt, very brash. And, you know, take it a little personally, get a little, get our feelings hurt. Um, and then talk to the person that sent the email and realize that everything is fine. And, and you're not really sure 
why they sent this mean email or what they were so upset about. And then come to find out they weren't upset at, at all. Um, it was just the way we interpreted the words on the screen. And that's something that it is an art and understanding itself. But as we continue to get further and further from actually communicating with people, building relationships, being able to ask questions and speak freely and, and understand the words that they're saying, that's a whole other topic um, is people misusing words, even simple words that maybe they don't realize that they're using incorrectly um, or that somebody misunderstands. Uh, they, they have a wrong definition of what that word is. So when somebody is using it, then they, they take it in a way that is misinterpreted or misunderstood. And we lose all of that when we go to written word. We use a lot of idioms, right? A lot of similes, a, a lot of comparison things to kind of soften the blow. And while I don't necessarily advocate for always being loud and rude and brash, which I absolutely can be sometimes, um, I do think, though, that there is a time where we need to be confrontational. We have to be able to say and speak exactly what we're feeling, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, and be able to have that conversation around it. And so where I feel like we run into these problems is that we just want to be nice or we want to be so nice um, that we're not really saying what we mean, right? So again, we go into overwhelm because we want to um, not make the person wrong, which is really important, I think, in communication is you're never telling somebody that they're wrong about what they're saying or what they're, they're doing but also making sure that they understand. And because we have this um, idea that understanding something is a level of intelligence may or may not be true, right? So I, I think that that could very easily be a hang up. It was something I came across this, this week and going through this whole overwhelm, um, <laughs> I guess, realization of overwhelm um, by then trying to have that conversation about well, maybe you don't understand what it is that I do and have it immediately be interpreted as I, I feel that somebody is inept or, or dumb or not smart enough. Uh, but that's absolutely not the case, right? The understanding something is not always an indicator of intelligence. And I think we get stuck on these definitions of words and interpretations of them that we very quickly um, lean into that and again, misinterpret what's going on. So what was amazing about recognizing my overwhelm this week is ultimately it, it came from a conversation uh, with, with my boss about what my responsibilities are, what I've been doing, what I'm, res what I'm handling um, at work and having him kind of recognize like, Hey, it seems like you're doing a lot right now that you're, um, not getting all of your tasks done. Let's talk about that. And so we had a good conversation in that moment. I didn't really feel like I was being over overwhelmed, just that maybe I wasn't prioritizing my time, which can be a factor. 
Um, but after getting off the phone with him and coming up with a good game plan, I realized that, you know, I've gone all year without a vacation. Not, not even saying like, oh, I need to go somewhere. I need to get away for a week. I have an infant at home. I do not get to leave. I work from home. I work um, in a physical office. Part-time of the weekend, I work full-time. My husband works full-time as well. We're very fortunate that we have been able, that I have been able to stay home um, and care for my daughter without having to put her in daycare. But it is, it is a lot. And because of my responsibilities, what's happened is I work a lot of partial days from home. Um, I don't sit at a desk for eight hours and get things done. I'm kind of on call and I work on projects and, and I manage a lot of that stuff uh, throughout the week when I'm home. And so it kind of dawned on me that, you know, we're in October and I have, I honestly, um, if I counted up all the days, not extra days, just days of the week where I did not work or had nobody contact me for the whole year, I would say probably 30 at best days, not extra days, not, oh, two days off a week plus an extra day off a, a week. No, 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 not at all. Um, cause I said that to somebody and they're like, well, 30 days is way more than what I get off. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> maybe you again, misunderstood. Um, I wasn't clear. I don't mean 30 days off additional. I just mean at, at all <laughs> where nobody is calling me. Nobody is, um, texting me. Nobody's trying to get a hold of me. Um, I'm not working on projects for work. I have not had a break. I have not had that time off. I, I took a day off a few months ago um, on a Saturday, which is a big deal. It's a very busy day for us. And I took that day off to go to a wedding of a very good friend of mine. Um, <clears throat> and I was like, okay, I'm off. Well, yes, I took Saturday off. But what did I do? I went into the office for an hour and a half in the morning before the wedding started. Um, <clears throat> I got several, uh, messages, I should say, they're not really texts, but messages from the staff working while I was at the wedding. Uh, and then the whole next, uh, day I almost got guilted. Oh, you know, we were so busy and we really worked hard since you took the day off. Now, mind you, other people get days off all the time, right? They get their two days off a week. No problem. No one bothers them. They don't get a phone call. They don't get a text message. They get no expectation that they will be reached on their days off. Zero. Um, plus additional days. Oh, hey, my sister's coming into town. I really would like to take an extended weekend. Perfect. No problem. We'll have it covered. Um, and from a leadership perspective, I, I never tell somebody like, Hey, just so you know, we worked real hard since you were gone. And, and so to, to hear that from my staff to me, I think was really eye opening. um, that, that level of communication and that, that level of respect, um, was very different than I had, I guess, originally interpreted and it's all those little things that this week I've been able to kind of sit and think about and register through and, and realize where some of this overwhelm is coming from. 
and how it's all kind of manifesting and building up and just, you know, not even realizing that it's there. I'm starting to see all these little things that have been impacting me and my overwhelm and extra stuff to carry on my shoulders. And it's easy to just ignore it and pretend like it's not there. But since I thought about this the other day, all I kept thinking about was, man, I really just want to talk to somebody about this. I think if I can just get all these words out of my brain, out of my body, that then I can really accept it and move on and come up with a plan and and be better and continue to be better and not just be better for the people around me, but for myself. And to me, that's really the purpose of taking this time to just speak is to have that few minutes to myself where I can say what I need to say, whether somebody listens or not, that's up to you. Um, but I truly believe in the power of, of spoken word. So I, I appreciate you tuning in. I have no doubts that overwhelm will come up again, that we will have to talk about that because that never goes away ever. Um, (laughs) and, uh, thank you for listening. And I, I hope you find some power to speak for yourself. Thanks.